So we have Dan Mullins, player on Last Call Ultimate. Welcome, Dan. Thanks, guys. Um, if you don't know Dan, he has a great beard, um, nice head of hair. Dan's actually relatively new to the bearded world. I feel like this is what a year old. This is six month old. Do you He's trim? Do you trim your beard? I trim probably every three weeks. I could use I could use it a little more frequently. I think. You do look a little Amish sometimes. Yeah. It's like a lot of neck. It's, it strays. Yeah. But you haven't. I like your mustache. Have you ever thought about going solo stash? Yeah. I have not. My dad uh, used to have a solo stash, so I don't want to. I don't want to replicate him. Yeah, you have to be your own man. I've got to be my own guy. <laughs> you ever have issues where your mustache hair starts going down into your mouth? More than you would know. Okay, it's, that's, that's, that's a sign that you need to cut it. It's <laughs> it's terrible when that happens, and it's also terrible when you just unconsciously chew on it. find yourself yeah gnawing on it because it doesn't look good to other people. Ooh. Also, like it kind of gets like this weird feeling of like grossness, and you could tell that it's like it's spit and not water. And I'll wake up to find like half of my mustache stand, standing up on end and the other half flat. Yeah, but that's like, a semen that did that. No. <laughs> so this is actually not Dan's first podcast. Um, from my recollection, was it two or three months ago, you guest starred, quote unquote, on another show, slightly more reputable than our own. Um, they have, well, like tens of thousands of listeners. Yeah, it was a it was an NPR show, so a little bit more wider audience than <laughs> the New York Ultimate scene. Hey, there's a guy in DC who listens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Max. No, yeah, I was on uh, NPR's Ask Me Another, their trivia mm. podcast. So that was fun. Answered some questions. I heard you got screwed in the final round. I did. I didn't know a question about crystal, not not meth, like. Because you clearly would have known everything about crystal meth. I, mm. I mean, I've just finished Breaking Bad, so <laughs> I'm very up-to-date on my meth terminology. Did it have to do with, like, how you can rub your finger on the outside of a, of a crystal glass and it will, it will make a song? Yeah, it was, it was exactly that. They, they placed a glass in front of me and said, <laughs> make what is, music. What is, what is, <laughs> they said, what is this frequency? So Dan comes to us from Last Call Ultimate. Um, having played four years at Columbia. I'm curious, actually, Dan, to get your opinion on having played four years of open ultimate at college and now having transitioned to the mix scene. You played Last Call the last two years, presumably will play again the next year. What are your thoughts on mixed ultimate in general, especially around New York ultimate players? So I prefer mixed ultimate is what I've uh, learned, I think, I loved my time in college playing on an open team, but I think the mixed game allows for a little bit more strategy and less of uh, athletic athleticism dominates. That's why I, I like it too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just it makes you think more about the spacing on the field. You know, you you can always kind of assume that one guy is going to poach the deep space, mm -hmm. and so you need to be aware of when is the time to cut, and it's not just a 50-50 ball all the time in the air. Um, also, the people in the New York Ultimate Seed are great, especially uh, the people that I've been privileged to play with for the last two years. And yeah, well, let's not say especially, but including the people inclusive, you've had. Inclusive of. There it is. Because <laughs> they, they're wonderful people. The set that includes these people. Yeah. We need to draw the right Venn diagram for that. 
people that Dan has played with, people that Dan enjoys playing with. So it's all inclusive, really. So there's a big circle that says good people who play ultimate. Good and people then, in general. Good people, <laughs> and then there's a small. So good people in general is the big one. There's a smaller one inside that says good people who play ultimate, and then there's a subsection in 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 which there is last call ultimate. Mm-hmm. It's a fucked up Venn diagram. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Just concentric circles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a Venn diagram in any manner. With Last Call Ultimate, you can have like a little sliver that just says Scott Schwartz on the, <laughs> on the outside yeah, of Ultimate. the roommate circle as well. <laughs> well, the, he, he's on the other side. <laughs> so he's not a good person. He, not a good person who plays Ultimate. And he's a roommate, though. <laughs> <laughs> Does Scott ever... I talked to him about this on Friday, about his Jewish Kennedy-ness, um, he is which Jewish is still Kennedy. available on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not really? sure if he's gone ahead Ooh. and saved that name. I'm gonna I'm gonna register right now. <laughs> I, yeah, sorry, I will, Scott. I will, I will help you run the Scott Schwartz Jewish Kennedy account. <laughs> what should his password be? <laughs> Let the may the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> I actually heard the term Jewish Kennedy used outside of referring to Scott Schwartz the other day, yes. and I I didn't know what to do about it. <laughs> Who said that? I don't even remember. Very strange. Oh, it was on the show Superstore. Throw a little shout out to them. Uh, starring America Ferrera. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> starring America Ferrera. She was my favorite of the Traveling Pants sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably go with Amber Tamlin. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Hey. How four girls can all fit into the same It's pants. magic pants. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's really Don't a question. The it's pants. really a book and movie series that is dedicated to a pair of magic pants and you know, growing oh, up. It sounds like I need to go home tonight and rewatch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I, I'm not sure if that's what we were saying. <laughs> Are you sure? That both, sounds a lot movies. like what you were saying. Both movies. There are two? There are two movies. Just in case you need to know what Dan happens Mullins. afterwards. <laughs> So, Dan, you're going to be a captain in the Spring League. I am indeed. I am also a captain. Step is an organizer, though. Uh, From afar. Step does, like, back office stuff. I don't know if you know how the the league works. Step Step does backdoor stuff. He's a backdoor man. Exclusively. Mm -hmm. Uh, He mounts the league from behind. But, Dan, I'm not sure if you understand, like, what goes into this league. So we're gonna we're gonna step. How does how does the league start? How does the league start? What's like what's a what's the a league start? You want like a what's a first? A one oh one. Yeah, let's give it a little one oh one. Like a, a how to run a Brooklyn league. Which could be my secret sauce then. Then you don't need well, me why did you start it? <laughs> so one day, um, let's see. This is back in twenty twelve. Fall of twenty twelve. You're still living in Willyburg. Still living in the Billyburg. In the hive. The the grossness of New York Ultimate. That flooded basement, though. Oh, that was the worst. Anyway, this is back fall 2012. Hurricane Sandy. When, surprisingly, our apartment did not flood. Which mm. makes no sense whatsoever. Like, it would flood during a minor rainstorm, but Sandy, totally fine, no big deal. And I'm walking to work. L train is shut down, so I have to walk all the way down to the M. And it's extra, like mile and change and all of a sudden I'm getting closer to the train I see it two three blocks away and to my left I notice this big patch of green grassy space I'm like 
why don't we play Frisbee here? This would be awesome. And so on a whim, not knowing anything about permits or the application process or anything like that, we applied to the fields. And they were like, well, it's summer, so we're only supposed to give it to softball players, but no one else is using it, so give us your money, please, yeah. is basically what it came down to. And lo and behold, the first ever Brooklyn, formerly known as BFFS, league was formed. And it was really small. It was four teams, two games at a time, full field, seven on seven. But it was really great. We went to this really kind of terrible bar when you think about it afterwards. Was it Duck Duck? I like that bar. I was not the biggest fan. Duck, it was Duck, weird. Duck Duck is, I, don't, I wasn't there during the formation, but Duck Duck now is my spot when I'm not playing in the Winter League and just really? go to heckle people. <laughs> <laughs> I just go there for an hour, then go to the fields and start heckling. That's great. Duck Duck was the epitome of a hipster bar, though. It's it's pretty it's pretty much that now. Okay. They have a, a nice spiral staircase that starts about three quarters of the way to the ceiling and then goes to that nowhere. Goes nowhere. That's yeah. the one. That's the place. <laughs> <laughs> then after that, um, we were looking for field space. We ran a winter league, which went well looking for field space in the spring, and they were like, all right, now we really can't give you any space here. It's only for softball in the spring and summer. So we reached out to these guys at Brooklyn Bridge Park. When it was, like, brand new, they had just turfed it. Yeah. Well, I think this was year two, actually. They had... Oh, okay. Yeah, it was open in twenty or winter of 2012, and then we were shooting for winter slash spring of 2014, mm -hmm. I guess. Whatever time frame that works out for. Um... Yeah, and they gave us more field space. We expanded the, team, the league to eight teams. And lo and behold, here we are now running a league with nine full teams. And a wait list. And a wait list of how many people do we have on our wait list, Brent? Like 40? We just let 22 people in. Right. Uh, we added a ninth team, which allowed us to, and we kind of, we added one more man per team. So it let us add 22 men in. I think it was probably about 50. I think that's good because... People tend to overestimate their attendance. They do. Um, and that's, we're also introducing Friday nights to the league, and I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to be less available than they think they are. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. Or more drunk than they <laughs> I mean, better. it starts... I, that's, I, so, game started at 7. 8. Which night? Friday. 7.30. 7.30. The first game like is prime, like, let's go hang out time. Even the second one, because it's like, we have to be out of there by 10.30, right? If you forget that you have Frisbee that night, you're, you're gone. Yeah, if you go to happy hour. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. But or if you're Taylor Rasko, you, you play 10,000 times better. Well, yeah. There's, there's been a lot of times when someone's like, hey, I want, I want to... Did you, were you, we, had a, we had a young woman on our team. Um, initials. And she showed up hammered to one of our games. Uh, and she yes. tried to fight Rujao Yi. <laughs> she, like, she was really, like, throwing haymakers. And it was the funniest thing I ever saw. And also, she played great. I was like, all right. I asked her about that the next day, and she's like, I, I don't remember anything. Yeah, I don't know if you need to edit that out. I tried not to explicitly call her out, but it's going to be apparent anyone in the New York community <laughs> who I'm talking about. Um, no, there are definitely certain people who, who play better with a little tipsy. Oh, yeah. Um, when, when I was in fighting shape, have you met Leo yet, Martha's? Yeah. Um, Leo and I played together in Texas, and there was a pickup game on Monday nights. 
and we like did experiments to see how much beer, like where the diminishing returns started. Where the, the peak of the bell curve would be. Two and a half beers, we were playing great. Yeah. Like much better than we normally would. And it was like two and a half beers. And then afterwards it got like, we got slower and sloppier, but two and a half beers were like loose, ready to shoot. Mm-hmm. It was good. So does that mean you have two and a half beers and then every hour after that you need to have one beer? So we, we, didn't, that level. we didn't get there quite yet. You yeah, know, yeah. We, we didn't get that scientific. Mm, you haven't plotted. That's, <laughs> nice, that's a nice little hair flip. I know it's a controversial thing. I think less sound effects are better. But what about the Wild Horses intro? I, I More Wild Horses <laughs> intro is the better because fu- it's so good. All right, what if we only did sound effects that were found in wild horses <laughs> demos or, just take, or like, covers yeah. or just like sound effects I could imagine a wild horse making <laughs> like <laughs> galloping or <laughs> should get whoever runs the pony twitter in here it's a secret yeah no one will tell us I also don't think they even know <laughs> there's what, like a, what if no one on pony actually runs oh, there's a, at least one alum who runs it probably <laughs> several alum yeah uh, which is awesome because it's refused, but no one has changed the password and they refused to stop going on. Basically, the, yeah. That, the one that they had with the, of mice and men, the Kurt and Brody. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just it's dark. Just so phenomenal though. <laughs> I was just like, how did you think of that? Oh my goodness. Columbia made the mistake of tweeting at Pony once, and no. they eviscerated us. <laughs> yeah. Do, were you were you trying to like be cool and like, they, like edgy with them? They were like asking for tree facts, and we shot this tree fact, and they were like references, please. <laughs> How do you do that in one hundred sixty games? Oh, yeah, maybe we could be Ulti World's second funny, goofy podcast behind Sin the Fields. We talked about Sin the Fields, right? We're, I don't, I don't the, think we're there yet. You're you know? the middle ground between Deep Look and Sin the Fields. Yeah, but like way ahead of <laughs> Disc and Death, though. <laughs> I try to listen to them, man. I didn't even try. Wait, is that a third? It it's the fourth. Pot, like their but, podcast. No, it's MLU. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill Snader. Jeff Snader? Jeff, Jeff Snader. Snader. Oh, it's a Philly, it's a Philly-based podcast. That's why the... Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's obvious, obviously inferior to the New York-based <laughs> ones. <laughs> They're like, no, we have a lot of character, though. <laughs> Fuck y'all, Philly. Yeah. <laughs> what do we love, you know? Oh, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesesteaks. Hey, like uh, South Pop was a really cool name, which I totally agree with. It was a great name. Such a fun logo. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Way better than Patrol. Yo, seriously, Philly. Go back to South Pop. South Pop's a dope name. So apparently the pony name came around and they actually reverse engineered the meaning from pony. They're like, oh yeah, pony is like, you know, like this this horse thing, but it's, fuck, what can we do with the name pony? Because it has NY in it. So they knew they wanted to be something, something oh, New York. York. Yeah. And they came up with Pride of New York. It's very confusing, though, because they have lions. two animals yeah. in the process. It's a lot. But then they can do that. I don't know if it's like it's like a Dutch soccer team that has like the, the lions. So that you just That's exactly what it is. Take that logo and stick a frisbee in its mouth. Apparently, for the first two or three years, they would all just buy Dutch soccer uniforms. I don't <laughs> that would be that like their official all. kit. That's awesome. That's, that's super dope. I wish that the Detroit Lions from uh, Boston. Boston had done that. The Boston Detroit Lions, yeah. yeah. So the Muffin Men have also been around forever. Yeah. They've been in a Pittsburgh thing since, what, like 
06, 07. I played pickup in DC once back in 2009 and met some random players from Muffin Men. It's like, oh, that's actually a really cool name. It's a great name. Damn. And we totally get the sexual reference. Um, At the same time, you have teams like Truck Stop, which is based off of Truck Stop Glory Hole. And it's very obvious that they're still making that reference, but you're not going to go ahead and tell a team like Truck Stop, oh, sorry, can't have that name anymore. Is that because it's a men's team versus a mixed team? No, I think it's because they've been They're to better. national so many times. It's, yeah, and I mean, it's not like like when Truck Stop shows up on ESPN. Yeah, It's not like, oh, Truck Stop, formerly, you know, like Truck where you get a blow job <laughs> from a prostitute. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just Truck Stop. Whereas in like, yeah, like, oh, DC-based, like great guys. You know, whereas, like, Heva Havas is, like, ESPN's doing it. It's like, oh, Heva Havas, you might know them as the people who inseminate cows. <laughs> or, like, oh, here's Muff in Men. It has the word Muff in it. <laughs> it's a play on vaginas. Yeah, it's like, there's, like, Evan Leppler couldn't get away with it. You know, he's the guy has really, the silkiest voice, but... Really funny is how they worked around uh, UNC Wilmington's name during the college championship. Oh, yeah. How did they do that? They could not say semen. No. They refused to do it. So they just said, the UNCW crew, <laughs> the Wilmington boys. Really? They couldn't yeah. say semen? They did not say they semen a single to. time. I mean, I'm surprised USA U hasn't asked them to change that. Again, because that name has been around for such a long time. And I think it probably like has some historical relevance in UNC Wilmington. Absolutely. Like, like I'm sure that there are people who are shoremen <laughs> around that team. I, you know, I... They just take game. some lone shoremen from the docks and bring them <laughs> to the ultimate field. Uh, you know, like, I don't know the UNCW history, but I yeah. bet there's something maritime. Have you seen the buckets and buckets of discs that I've Step seen, has? I've seen it when he had a, a wall, when, when he used to live in the hive, I saw the wall of discs. He I, now, have a, I have a working wall that I'm, I'm currently adding discs to. I've decided to take down my wall of discs. Yeah. He just has not, milk to crates not, to of not discs. To be the hoodlum with, with a disc. Yeah, I mean, I still have all the discs, yeah. and I need to figure out. What I really want to do is find the ones that are actually special to me. Mm. Um, you know, from events like indoor nationals or beach nationals, obviously the most prestigious tournaments out there. Yeah, just like this, the nationals <laughs> that you don't have to really do anything to get to. You just have to go to regionals and if you place well at those. No, not even. You have to apply. <laughs> <laughs> we could pretend like we were a great team and still get into beach nationals. But yeah, goal is to have those special discs alongside like teams that I've played on in the past. So I'd have a trudge disc. A trudge disc or like a trudge jersey framed like a man pro jersey, like a, like a, shadow, jersey. Like a shadow box frame. Yeah. Ooh. I think that'd be nice. But only the meaningful ones. Could you make them not smell bad? Probably too late for that. Put them behind glass. I feel like something that hasn't been done yet is to give a shout out to Rise for being like the location. I, see that. I hear that on a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Thank you, Rise. Like, I'm very fortunate to work here in such a great <clears throat> facility. Absolutely beautiful. We held the. Uh, the Disc NY annual summit here back in October, before Distads was even an idea, mm-hmm. way back in the day. It was just a glint in our eye. <laughs> Br- oh, Brynn had a great idea for a fintech product today. So this job that I was applying Genius. for was going to be under the table, mm-hmm. and so I was just like, I don't know what to do with all this cash. 
So I want to start. Uh, uh, Besides the, the hookers and blow. Yeah. That's just the obvious solution. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll have some leftover, but, like, how to, like, clean, like, take care of that money and, like, how to launder it. Ah, yeah. I'm glad you said that word. We, we want to start an app called L A U N D R R, Launder. <laughs> and somehow it would. The, t- the Tinder of money laundering. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe you could just swipe on, like, gold jewels that you could buy and then sell again. But the whole idea is that the front is actually a laundry-based pickup service, but instead of picking up your clothes, they just pick up your your cash. (laughs) And deposit it into (laughs) reputable businesses. Exactly. Oh, man. We should definitely not have recorded that. (laughs) Whatever. I don't think the FBI listens to just dads. (laughs) From Wayne Tulip and Stepan Diker. Because I've been trying to up my tweet game recently. Because it's actually used like within my industry of professional people who talk about fintech and the blockchain and all those fun things. And so, oh yes, the blockchain. You keep saying the word fintech. Financial, Financial technology. technology. It's go. technology for fish. <laughs> yes. I was not aware. You want to be a shark? Come here. We'll make it happen. You want to get fucked by a bear? Come here. We'll make it happen. Leonardo DiCaprio. Proud user of Fintech. Spring League's happening? Spring League's happening. We, we started talking about this. Oh, thing. yeah. We got distracted. Um, Draft is on Thursday. Uh, this Thursday. Are you going to come? I will be at your house. Is Sean Zubin coming? She will not be in attendance. I have unilateral decision-making power. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sure how I feel about Ultimate Teams taking on their actual school mascots. It used to be this cool thing where like Frisbee teams would identify with yeah, their they... own thing, different colors. Yeah. And now a lot of teams are incentivized to sort of mesh with the rest of the schools. Well, some of them are required to if they want to receive money. Yeah. Right. It's it's a it's a complex thing. I think part of it is nice to be recognized by the institution yeah. as like being a legitimate team. Part of it is we want to be, you know, independent and kind of these outskirty people that are doing whatever we want. Yeah. Counterculture. Exactly. And it's hard where you cross that line. Like I think it's a great step towards quote unquote legitimacy, mm. whatever that might mean, seeing like, oh, why isn't Ultimate in the NCAA or anything like that? Mm. But Again, it's very against this whole counterculture uh, mentality that everyone has. Like, Frisbee is different. Everyone who plays Frisbee is different. And actually, like, Ian Guerin had a post on Facebook the other week where he said, why do Ultimate players think that they're the only ones who really love the sport they play? And it's totally true. Like, football players fucking love football. Lacrosse players love lacrosse. Why do we think we're special and we need to be different? There was a, a Reddit post about, like, What's the difference between spirit of the game and sportsmanship? Sure. And I was like, yeah, that's the same fucking shit. Yeah. It's like... It's just rebranded. Yeah, we just, like, care about it a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> we just, like, really talk about it. It's just in our rules. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it's, I think there's a difference in the sense that I think we emphasize it more than other sports tend to. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know that this is something that's actually actively changing and has been depending on what team you play on. Um, for example, there was a North Carolina team, I think actually run by Mike Jarrett's, where they would intentionally take advantage of the rules. Mm-hmm. Similar to where I've heard stories of certain college basketball or football coaches teaching ways that you can cheat. And that's Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. So true. Wait, great reference. Ducks, yeah. yeah. Just go down, cover your eye. 
he seems like a great guy in the movie, but... Also why Charlie was always my favorite character. Probably everyone's favorite character. Because he hated Gordon Bombay. No, because he didn't do what Gordon Bombay oh. said. He stuck it to the man. He's like, no, I have uh, integrity. Can we also talk about how, like, kind of weird the premise of that movie is? It's like, oh, you're <laughs> a successful, player. like, probably cokehead lawyer who is a failed college hockey player? <laughs> now right? I'm going to teach kids how to play <laughs> hockey. His, he got out of going to prison by teaching, like... <laughs> Troubled youth in in Minnesota. I gotta it, say, my favorite is I think it was D two when Keenan Thompson just shows up and starts playing hockey in L A. It's knuckle puck time. It's knuckle puck time for the United States. <laughs> for the United States, there's like a pickup player youth hockey team. No, but back to Brin's point. He got out of prison in the original Mighty Ducks. Drove onto the ice and, and they then... flipped his car, his limo. They or they, they like, pushed it. it, right? Yeah, they were pushing it and rocking it. And the funny thing is, at the end of the movie, he was like, I'm going to quit and go back to the leagues. After having not played for what must have been years and years, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go be a semi-pro memory, like, really. right now. I mean, he figured out the triple deke. That's all you need to... That was, that's a, the most important move in hockey. Is, is, is a, it's that, a, that and the, the delta. I forget the, flying V. Since graduating Columbia, I have become such good friends with NYU people. I think is I think NYU kids get much less douchey after they graduate. I think both sides get much less douchey. That's I, I feel like the Columbia kids are much nerdier than douchey. That's probably true. <laughs> I'm probably a little bit of douche and nerd at this point. This I had the I have like the the benefit of not a giving a fuck where people went to college and also not knowing where people went to college. Yeah. So that's cool. You know, RPI is Rochester, right? Rensselaer. 
God, I I wasn't even trying to make that joke. Really? I wasn't. I think you made that joke in episode one. And th- two and three, probably. <laughs> uh, you know what we haven't talked about? Uh, Alice Kim. Oh. oh. Uh, Matt, MCL wants us to eat sushi off of him. <laughs> it's true. We had a very lengthy discussion about this and how it could only add to the quality of our podcast. If Ellis was just a table of sushi in front of you the entire (laughs) time. We we would, sans chopsticks. The um, question is, where would the soy sauce go? His belly button? Is it the belly button? It's the belly button. Or his asshole. It's one of the two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say it. It seems to be the obvious choices. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... I don't know. Do you think that mixing wasabi and his asshole would hurt? I don't want to find out. Um, is there any doctors listening? Um, um, ben Rodabal, he's, he's nursing. A, he's a nurse. He's, yeah. do you, would it sting to put wasabi in your asshole? You know, I just, you know, I gotta know. Um, uh, Albert Wu. Uh, I feel he's, like he's he's an eye doctor. <laughs> yeah, Kara Brown. She Kara, was in the ER a lot. She's seen some Kara, weird shit. Kara Brown has definitely seen this happen before. Uh, Kara Brown, you're the one I want to know. Please reach out to us. If I were to be eating sushi off of Alice Kim's lower back, and he had an asshole full of of soy sauce and I mixed in wasabi would would that be a bad idea? What what could happen? Yes or no? Tweet us at disc dad. We gotta put out a Twitter poll for this. <laughs> Where does the soy sauce go? Belly button or asshole? I don't see how asshole wouldn't win. It's so a much deeper credits. <laughs> it's a, it's literally a hole. Your belly button is just like a divot. A divot. Uh, who knows? Maybe Ellis has an Audi. Couldn't even go with the belly button. No, there's no way that guy has an Audi. <laughs> you never know. You'd bike. see it. He doesn't have an Audi. He has a bike. There it is. He got it. Fred <laughs> was busy creating the Twitter poll. <laughs> recording that because I want that like (laughs) as my tagline in life Oh, you.